Up next, voices matter with Oyola Spaho. In a democratic society, every voice counts. We are convinced that everyone has a meaningful story to tell. Our new feature, Voices Matter, is a platform to make your voice heard. Hello, everyone. You are tuning this episode of Voices Matters today with me, Oriola Spaho, broadcasted here on Ara City Radio. The Voice Matter features come with real-life stories from people living in Luxembourg. Have you ever had a gap in your career? How did this impact your professional life? To discuss this with me today is Esther Silosa, a local entrepreneur in Luxembourg, and her mission is on bridging talent gaps with returners. To realize this, she co-founded in July 2022 a startup, Return to Career. Welcome to the studio, my dear Esther, and thank you for accepting this interview. Thank you, Oriola, for having me here, and thank you for setting up these wonderful sessions. They are so important, and I feel totally honored to be part of this and to be able to voice my voice. That's so nice. Thank you also. Um, Esther, you are qualified as a lawyer with more than 30 years of managerial and business development experience in different countries, financial services and higher education sectors, including the Luxembourg. What illuminated you to light up the idea of creating a startup? Well, thank you for this question. You know, startups have been part of my full career all the time. But this one particularly came about as an idea while searching and researching uh, opportunities for international MBA students who have, you know, a higher maturity level and were looking for internships, you know, after 20 years of a career. And actually, I was not finding options. So I really wanted to find something outside of Luxembourg as an inspiration. And I ran into the term returnship. Now, of course, I was thinking about internship, maybe it's something similar. And truthfully, it is something similar, but not really what I was looking for. But it did give me full inspiration as to what I wanted to do next. Mainly also because I recognized so much out of my own life, having been an expat and being married to a accompanying spouse in this case, who uh, traveled with me and was also looking all the time for career opportunities uh, abroad. And actually, he would have been helped so much if he had this opportunity to do returnships yeah. as well. Great. What do you think are the main reasons that people have a gap in their career? So many different reasons. Um, okay, the obvious ones that most people think about immediately is raising your family. Okay, so uh, caregiving, either it is for children or for later on for elderly uh, family members, uh, is definitely the biggest uh, reason for, uh, you know, stepping out of your career for a while. But uh, in Luxembourg, actually, we find many other types of um, career gaps, if you want. We are looking at accompanying spouses. So uh, they come with their partners to Luxembourg, have to stop their own career, really want to relaunch them here, but find it quite difficult to, uh, to restart. You have to also think sometimes about returning expats. So they come back to home country in this case yeah. um, and then find that actually in their original organization, there is not so much space and place for them anymore. So they have to venture out and then suddenly their external, let's say, international work experience doesn't resonate always as much. We're looking at uh, freelancers. Um, so they are actually not even in a career break. They are working, 
but their work experience sometimes is not perceived as serious. Let's yeah, say it's not counted. It doesn't count as much. Uh, and the same is for ex-entrepreneurs because yeah, you know, um, you 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 started your own business. Maybe it didn't work out that well, or you found that actually it's not your kind of thing. And then you want to, re you know, return to a corporate career, and that's also not always as appreciated as people would think it would be. So um, it's a rather large group actually in Luxembourg who are on uh, on the ground here, who are totally motivated and willing to work, but find it quite a challenge to be recognized as the talent that organizations are looking for. Well, you mentioned a little bit, but I wanted maybe to go a little bit um, deeper, um, how difficult it is for them to return to the job market and then find their favorite job position corresponding to the skills they have. Yeah. So there are two elements here. Uh, the first one is that it starts and that the organizations should definitely do a search on skill base rather than, uh, let's say, education base. Mm -hmm. That's the first one, because most of them have very interesting transferable skills, but maybe not necessary experience in the same industry and sector as um, they are applying. And the second part is that due to their atypical career path, as I always uh, summarize it, they are often filtered out in this in the application processes and they don't even get, let's say, to the next step, which is an interview stage. So it's they are by the screening out methods, their talents don't surface. Mm -hmm. as much. Return to Career has created a database for returners to help and make the matches between the profile and the job vacancy as well as possible. The main aim is starting to close the talent gap and increasing the gender diversity and equality. What is the returning report between men and women? Ah, yeah. So you would figure, and actually you're right, that it would be a majority women. And that's true. Let's say 60 to 70% are indeed women. But it is interesting and very surprising to see how many men there are now. And, you know, like I said, we have a very wide array of reasons yes. for these uh, for these returner profiles. And that also resonates with the gender diversity in this group. In the database that we currently have, which is kind of like a rolling number of 50 uh, profiles, I would say 40% is indeed also male. So yeah, I would say 60-40. Does the returner sometimes feel ignored or rejected in the recruiting process? I can't speak for all the returners and definitely there are very good stories out there too. It's not one just only um, a, a tearful uh, story here. But um, in general, it is hard to get your uh, resume or CV passing the first selection processes. Uh, like I said, screening out will will definitely recognize some weaknesses, let's say, of perceived weaknesses in, in profiles. So getting past those hurdles uh, is hard. While you get them on the interview, uh, at the interview level uh, around the table, then organizations may recognize suddenly that actually, well, beyond, let's say, this atypical career, is a deep experience level and is in a deep uh, a talent and potential level. So hopefully when by the time they get to the table and being recognized for being an, a suitable candidate, that uh, disadvantage uh, is, is not as big anymore. But it is that first hurdle to get over. Is there any criteria to register as a returner at returntocarrier.com? Yes, actually there is, because the only reason why we have this registration is to be able to help people to be more visible as a returner profile. 
because of course there is we are not a recruitment agency so um, what we just want to make sure is that if organizations are are really interested in systematically tapping into this talent pool that they have a way to, to find them easily because they're between brackets hidden uh, they are everywhere they are also registered with adam of course because some of them are are unemployed and also registered as unemployed uh, not everyone by the way is also registered as unemployed it's not that easy to find them so the only thing we wanted to do is make them visible but it also makes that we vent them as being really truly a returner profile so um, we talk to everyone we have extensive interviews with them we really meet them in person we really want to understand what their history and talent is and how what they really want to achieve as well for next steps and as soon as we are in uh, meetings with organizations who are definitely interested and willing to systematically start to work with this talent pool, then of course we will make sure that they find those talented people so that they can quick start basically uh, tapping into this talent pool. That's great. Do the companies in Luxembourg have difficulties attracting the talents and uh, how do you advise them? I would say that from the amount of open jobs that you see, uh, some organizations who are a little bit larger uh, easily have between 70, uh, between 40 and 100 open positions, that yes, it's not easy for them to find the talent. What is maybe not um, always as adjusted is that the reality in the employee uh, on the employee side has slightly changed. The considerations they have uh, for stepping into a uh, into a company and to a job uh, have slightly changed over the past three four years that makes that they consider different things important in their decision making than before so besides the fact that companies may not reach out let's say in the best way to find for instance this hidden hidden talent pool they also may make not always the best choices in in their uh, approach and processes to hire the, the, the candidates um, because they have more options. They are not uh, having any patience anymore. So long uh, hiring processes are, yeah, well, you, you have the risk that you lose them. And um, they're really asking for many different things than before the pandemic. It's really also about, you know, flexibility and hybrid options and uh, having more freedom and being, you know, um, being more able to step out or step in into a career if they want. The Gen Z, for instance, who are together with the, uh, let's say, the late millennials are already 40% of the work uh, force. Uh, they have a very different life philosophy. So for them, it's not work-life uh, balance. And as for them, it's actually life-work balance. So um, they have some requirements and requests and um, there needs to be a match. You work together with the companies to assess which position or department may be the best to fit for the returner. Do the companies in Luxembourg have strategies for welcoming returner workers? Let's put it like this. Um, they probably don't have strategies for returners because there are not that many organizations in Luxembourg who are systematically, strategically working with this talent pool. What most organizations or larger organizations definitely have is an onboarding program for new hires. Basically, you can um, repurpose the uh, onboarding program to a re-onboarding program for returner profiles. Returner profiles are people between 35 and 45 who have uh, between, uh, let's say, average 6 to 12 years of work experience 
who most of them have had already, you know, extensive uh, experience on multicultural managing people, etc. So to kind of like upskill them and or refresh their skills uh, is a is a fast uh, affair but needs to be done and they need they need a little bit of support to just ease themselves back into and uh, integrate back into the into the, into the uh, career um, so coaching and mentoring and let's say refreshing of some of the skills is something that is definitely uh, asked Needed. for yeah. yeah for and that's definitely part of the when we when we work with organizations that is what we do so we advise them on whether they should or should not have this additional hiring strategy and then if they would what kind of parts of the organizational processes need to be adjusted to make sure that they can find these returners that they can attract them that they can hire them in the right in a different way than normal that they give them this uh, support uh, via a re-onboarding program and then of course at the end assess them for um, converting that that let's say temporary situation into a uh, permanent situation they can use their onboarding programs easily to you know adjust a little bit to into re-onboarding program which they should be doing uh, anyway probably also for returner uh, returning uh, um, uh, employees who come back from parental leave uh, same story there yeah. so i would say that um, organizations to a certain extent actually are already equipped to do this it's just kind of like fine tuning for this particular type of employee who needs a, a slight difference in the approach but that's it some organizations in luxembourg part of an international group could definitely let's say borrow those processes from uh, uh, the companies abroad because this is something that's totally acceptable and done uh, already for years in 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 the us in the in the uk um, uh, in Switzerland, they have large uh, programs like this in most organizations. So it's a known and proven concept. Mm -hmm. It's extremely uh, 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 valuable way of, uh, of finding extremely talented people and bringing them in and making them work uh, for you in your integration. And it is, um, let's say, a, a proven concept. So it, it, you, you have to just adjust it to the local requirements. Did the pandemic affected the work model considering the most companies applied working hybrid or home working? I think it has shaken everything um, to a certain extent, besides, of course, the whole effect of the pandemic, uh, the, the health uh, situation. But we will never get back to before. Let's Absolutely. say what has happened, like I said, is a big rethink of people about what is most important in life. So the priority as to what do you want to get out of your work, you know, as as learning, as satisfaction, as, you know, uh, being part of your, your growth, personal growth, uh, that has shifted a little bit, which also then resulted in a lot of people uh, wanting to shift job at, or totally stop or, or do something totally different or change uh, sector or industry. Mm -hmm. uh, it also has had, of course, this whole hybrid uh, thinking um, uh, started, which with the differences in the regulations and laws in the different countries around us has created a, a bit of an issue here. If you are were a cross-border worker and you're living and you're currently living in France, then um, working in Luxembourg um, means that even if it's uh, normally a, a job that you could do from home, that you're still only have 34 days a year that you can work from home out of France 
while if you would have a similar job even if it's not as well paid as it's in maybe in Luxembourg a similar job in France uh, will give you the opportunity to work you know one day a week from office oh. yeah, <laughs> so it's a uh, it's a very different uh, choice suddenly um, it also shows then that let's say this large stream of frontaliers uh, that we normally had uh, I'm not saying it's gone but it's it's reduced to a trickle mm -hmm. same goes for Germany same goes for Belgium so that's one huge huge uh, uh, difference uh, that the pandemic definitely has created and that's not something that's going to be repaired uh, soon Uh, or ever, and that needs a full rethink, basically, as to where do we get our talents from. Um, it's not as obvious anymore to get them from abroad. So why not look what's already on the ground in Luxembourg and who are already there totally motivated and willing to engage in uh, in, in, in their career and could be, if you, if you want to look for them, if you want to engage with them, Uh, are extremely happy to uh, to come and work for, with you and for you. Great. Well, how do you see the future of the companies in Luxembourg after the implementation of your custom designs return program? If you would engage in setting up a, a re-onboarding program or re-entry program, then you can use it for many different uh, types of uh, talent pools. Uh, first of all, like I said, Uh, retaining your uh, valued uh, employees is extremely important. So, for instance, people coming back from parental leave, um, it's not easy. If you come back uh, around after a year, then often you come back to a full new workplace. Uh, a lot of people, there's a big turnover. Uh, a lot of people have left the organization. Your boss may be different. You're going to do different tasks and you may have new, new clients. It's as if you come into a new organization that you yeah. didn't apply for, right? So a lot of people then kind of like rethink and leave anyway. And that's a very, very expensive situation for organizations. So that's one that needs to be solved and can be solved by a re-entry program. You keep your people. Uh, the second part, you get access to the hidden talent pool, like I said. So uh, you can use the same program to bring in new talent that you didn't use before, which will bring a huge uh, diversity uh, level. Um, like I said, the, uh, the average age is different uh, a little bit. They have huge experience. They may come from different uh, industries. So they bring also a diversity in thinking, cognitive diversity. Uh, the age groups may be a little bit different. So you will create a much more diverse workforce. As it is 60% uh, women, uh, tapping into this talent pool will probably help you to decrease gender inequality in your organization. And what's very important here too is as they are, let's say, more a senior level, not senior in age, but senior level experience, you can bring them in into that um, senior le leadership talent pool as well which makes it easier to uh, grow your female leadership pool and your board uh, leadership pool significantly uh, better balanced. So that's a very big up there too. What's extremely important as well, that it, this shows a social uh, engagement and social impact. This is definitely, let's say, part of the S of the ESG, where the S is uh, not that easy to, uh, to fill, as big shoes to fill. So this is definitely going to do that as well. And that will, uh, that will definitely apply, you know, that will engage people who are looking for, you know, similar values, where they want to work in an organization with aligned values as their own. Uh, they will recognize that and they will see the organization as being extremely interesting and um, attractive. 
so for attraction, uh, employer branding, as they say, it's a very good uh, approach. And the funny thing is what, you know, in a couple of other larger companies outside of Luxembourg is done uh, often as well, is if you look at the people who leave your organization, you could call them alumni, you can also try to set up, you know, strategically organized um, databases with your alumni and stay in touch with them and then, you know, meet them uh, once in a while and, and check in. How are you or how are you doing? Where are you now? What have you learned now? And how is your career going? And um, uh, how interesting and you know what we are doing today and oh you would be interesting maybe to to come back that would be great you know so it's a that it's an additional talent pool that when they do decide to come back the boomerang uh, employees um, you can again use that same re-entry program to bring them back in to reintegrate them in the organization and all of this kind of like rethinking of strategically rethinking your potential talent pools and how to reach them and how to uh, tap into them, uh, that will definitely fully change the landscape also for Luxembourg as, um, you know, decreasing the talent shortage, uh, but also in in increasing diversity. Great. Thank you very much for your interview, Esther. And um, I wish you a lot of success with Return to Career. For all our listeners, if you are an experienced professional with the career brick and you are planning to relaunch your career, visit the website of Esther, returntocareer.com. It was Voices Matters Today, hosted by me, Oriola Spao, only here on Ara City Radio. That was Voices Matter. At Ara City Radio, we are convinced that every voice matters. Yours as well. If you want to share your story, contact us at listeners at or via Ara City Radio's social media channels.